what's up everybody this is judith i hope you're listening to mad love happy tuesday um it's raining here so i don't know we've had a weird uh even for st louis standards a weird weather stretch here um it's been mostly cold <laughs> this spring but uh i'm fine with it i just don't like getting out in it i'm better when i can just be at home uh you know I'm a writer, so of course when it's rainy, I want to be in and working and creating something. So anyway, yesterday, I uh, I feel like that punch landed. I'm just really tired of people complaining all the time about how their lives aren't taking off or things aren't the way they want them to be and all these things, and then they don't do anything. Or everything's white people's fault. Or everything everything's somebody else's fault, you know? And ultimately, I'm, a, I'm about solutions. And, uh, you know, sometimes never, actually it's never um, a solution to it, to complain. That just, you get nothing done. It feels good to complain sometimes, but then you're a victim. And then you get trapped in victimhood, which I think many black people are trapped in. And they think they're activists, but in reality, they are just complainers, you know? And it's like you're waiting for someone to care as passionately about something as you do, and you think they uh, should be handing you money because they feel guilty about something. And I'm, I'm summing up a very complex issue in a, in a trite way, and I don't mean to be glib about it, but at, at this point, I'm just tired of waiting for people to approve of my... Uh, anger or my pain or my frustration, you know, and in the meantime, we're busy trying to do that. And literally people of color, black folks are just slaughtering each other in the streets. And it's like, okay, you know, we can get into systemic and all that stuff and put a whole bunch of, you know, words on it in catchphrases and hashtags, but at the end of the day, that's a real crisis, and no one talks about it. There's so many crises facing America. You know, black America, for me, it's like we are just killing each other at record numbers, you know, and people only seem to care when the police get involved, and that is, that's not acceptable. Then you also have the health care crisis that's looming. You've got all these people who are, we're about to have more people in their 70s and 80s than we've ever had in the history, the history of the country. And as COVID has shown us, no one's ready for that kind of medical crisis. So, you know, quietly, you might want to find care for your loved one, but do you have an extra 50, 60, $70,000 just laying around? You know, a lot of people don't have any money at the end of the the paycheck, let alone another five grand because your mom is, uh, you know, wandering down the street and a danger to everybody. You know what I mean? It's like, what what are we doing? And so they say dementia is basically diabetes type three. Well, people aren't trying to change the way they eat. They're still putting nasty, harsh chemicals in our food. I mean, there's just so much that you can ignore before you have to be like, wait a minute, (laughs) things might might be kind of bad, you know, 
And I live in St. Louis where it's the capital of apathy. I mean, people just are apathetic. They don't know the facts. They kind of have a casual glance at the newspaper. They don't watch the news and they have no idea what's going on. This place might be the most corrupt city that no one ever talks about. It is really, really strange. Um, And if you you know, bring attention to certain issues. If that person happens to be black, then the whole defense is, you're just saying this because they're black. And then that just seems to, you know, throw everything into a whole nother because uh, everybody's emotions are all tied up in racism. It's very, very strange here. I knew I didn't enjoy I can't say that. I didn't really like childhood. I don't like people telling me what to do all that much. But I knew, you know, in high school that I wanted to go away. I definitely wanted to live in another city. I had visited other cities. And then finally, when I got to D.C., I was like, okay, this is what a real city feels like. You know, it it should it should be moving like moving at a quicker pace. And I, I enjoyed that. And it's a very smart city. you got all those universities there. You've got all those young people coming in. Um, I like I like cities with universities, big universities like Columbus, um, because there's so much energy and young, you know, young people are just there. And uh, I used to be a young people. So, it, you know, it was fun. You go out and you meet people from different universities and I like being in a smart city. Um, I like the Boston area. I like Martha's Vineyard, but Boston was a little stuffy for me. But the intellect was there, okay? And I'm not saying everybody here is not smart, but it's just a different vibe when you have so many people who work in education, who are educators, who, you know, work for tech companies, who are founding tech companies. You know, it's just different. And while we have a tech scene here, it's not the whole city. You know, no one would mistake us for San Francisco or Silicon Valley. We're, you know, we have little parts of town that are are doing tech and are doing certain things. But the whole vibe of the city is not that. And this place is full on corrupt. Somebody ought to do an expose. Um, I watched Gerard Carmichael's uh, Rothaniel on HBO. Very interesting piece. I mean, he's a stand-up comedian. I love Carmichael's show. I was so sad when it didn't keep going. It was so funny to me. Um, But now I see why it couldn't keep going and why he was fine with, um, you know, stopping the show because it's based on his life and his family. But it was a lie because apparently Gerard's gay. And no one knew. I mean, I didn't know. And... um, his show never touched it. He had a girlfriend on the show and everything. So, um, I think it's a fascinating thing to watch. I mean, he's 34 years old. It's 2022. Please live your life, man. I think it's sad when people can't be themselves. Um, you know, be who you want to be in the world and everybody's not going to be accepting of it, but it's gotta be easier than living a lie every day and worrying about who's going to figure it out and who's covering for you and who's not saying and you know what I mean it's just not worth it and um I mean he grapples with it on stage like coming out and then like the way his family has reacted to him 
And I'm going to tell you something people don't realize. Yeah, you listen to hip hop and you think black people have no no rules, no morals, no, they don't care about anything. But truly, some of the most conservative people I've ever met are black people. And his mom is just like not into it. And um, I mean, he is really grappling with it. And he was very close to his mom. And, you know, that mother wound is something and you can recognize it in people. So now they have a wounded relationship because he decided to be himself. And I have bonded with many women over uh, the fact that we just didn't have warm and fuzzy moms. Because I think that's the biggest, one of the bigger myths in the world is that everybody's mom is sweet and kind and loving and thoughtful. You know, everybody's mom is not like that. Some moms are mean and tough and critical and harsh and impatient. And it's hard to, you know, embrace all of that because they don't want to be embraced. They're thorny, you know. And um, I think a lot of women, uh, I can't say, I don't have any numbers. I don't, I can't get into specifics. I'm very general here. But some women are not maternal. And they're not sweet and they're not nice. And now he had had a relationship like a son. And, you know, when she was doing all the things he she thought he should be doing with his life, they were close. And now they're not. And a lot of times daughters are if you have a challenging relationship with your mom, you know, that's you get that you he knows now what that feels like because sons sometimes get a free pass they don't have to do anything but walk in the room and the women light up these mean tight kind of harsh women just don't do any of that towards their sons but the daughters have hell to pay and no one ever really talks about it you know it's weird I I know I'm not the only one I've bonded I've made deep friendships over this topic um you wind up that that's something you share and you just talk about it and it's like damn you know and you can see it you can see it how in how women react to other women how they um uh matriculate in the world you know that you can always tell who's had a really great warm loving relationship with their mom and who hasn't (laughs) um yeah it's weird and a lot of times men are adored by their mom. Now, I do know some cases where the mother abandoned the the boys, abandoned kids, you know. But boys really do. um, I know more cases where the boys were worshipped by their mom, even when they were terrible, even when they were awful, when they turned out to be not productive citizens. You know, you can hear a woman defending uh, her son murdering somebody, but her daughter getting pregnant out of, you know, out of wedlock by somebody that sells drugs or something, you know, they, they, they'll accept the baby, but they're going to give you hell for being a hoe. But your son could go out and do the exact same thing. And he, you know, it's weird. It is a very weird uh, dichotomy. And 
you know, when I was watching Rod Daniel and towards the end, it's not funny really at all. And he has a conversation with the audience. It's so fascinating. And he's torn up and twisted. You could just see like he, this thing with his mom is, is crushing him. And I hope he's in real therapy. I mean, this was quite cathartic, I think for him, but he probably needs a professional to help walk him through the rest of it. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's something to watch. If you got a chance to watch it uh, on HBO Max, give it a shot. He he still is very, very funny. Um, it affects me. I don't, I don't know. Um, it doesn't affect me at all. That He's still funny to me. It's just, he's great. And, you know, you should be able to live your life free of persecution. They just don't tell you that it may be your family persecuting you. So, wow, it's deep. But welcome to your life, Gerard. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people have those same issues. And it's not always as deep as coming out of the closet. Everybody who has these deep life-altering moments, sometimes it's not even about your sexuality. You know, it, it could be anything. For me, it was like trying to be a filmmaker in a family full of working-class folks. My mom was not feeling that. And I think it set me back. I think a good portion of me trying to be a good daughter and a good pleasing person to a person who's rarely pleased, it put me back in my own career. And it, you know, there have been times when I've been twisted up in knots like I'm not living my life. I'm trying to please somebody who's never pleased. And, you know, people say, well, you're grown. Yeah, but... Those those impressions that you get from your childhood last forever. They're like tattoos on your soul. And some of them are pretty and some of them ain't. And, uh, yeah, I, re- I relate very much to what he's feeling. Because, you know, you just want the person who's supposed to love you the most in the world to love you the most in the world. <laughs> And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it looks like you want it to look and sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes that person thinks that mother thinks they are loving you the most, you know, but it's it's hardcore (sighs) mother issues. No one talks about them. All right. I hope you have an amazing Tuesday. I hope life is treating you well. Thank you so much for the surge of listeners. Um, you guys are the best. I'm doing a pretty steep protocol right now to try to get rid of these hot flashes. I was just short of going to get some shots, you know, but they were like 900 bucks. I'm like, okay, it's gotta be a cheaper way to try first. So, um, yeah, if you are like me and you've been having some hormonal issues, please check out women, food and hormones by Dr. Sarah Gottfried, I believe is her name. I'm doing the Gottfried protocol right now. Um, Yeah, this space is under-researched. It's under-researched. And I know if men had hot flashes, they'd be scienced out of existence by now. Please be well. Have a wonderful and amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Madlovepodcast.com. You guys can listen. I don't think you can find my podcast on Anchor, even though I make it on Anchor. Weird. But Spotify, Moonbeam, Stitcher, wherever you, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to uh, uh, high quality entertainment, that's where you'll find us. Be your best. Thanks so much.